Welcome, 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 my friends. You are listening to It's Simply Digital, and I am your host, Lisa Williams. We will be diving into tips, tricks, and strategies to up your digital marketing game and make you a savvy digital success. You are listening to episode number 90 of It's Simply Digital. Thank you so much for joining me. I have such an amazing guest today. I know I probably say that every time because I think all my guests are so amazing. Today's guest is Matthew Sagowski. He is a public speaker and a corporate sales executive trainer, and he is a brand new author of a book called Assets of Inspiration. And you are going to love Matthew's energy, his story, and all of the tidbits he shares with us. Hey, Matthew, welcome. I'm so excited to talk to you. Hi, Lisa. Thank you very much for having me. I appreciate it. Sure. So I know it took a while for us to coordinate this interview. So thank you for being patient with me, but I'm excited that you're finally here. And I want you to share with my audience a little bit about this new book that you have. So let's talk about that. Let's start there and let's, uh, and we'll kind of go on from there. (laughs) So I've got a background in sales, um, 25 years in the medical device sales industry. I've worked for companies like Stryker, um, I spent uh, about 11 years with a company called Merit. I work for Siemens Healthcare right now, selling CT and MRI systems. Um, the interesting thing about the book, the book is called Assets of Inspiration. And I call them assets because I think that, you know, through, through adversity, we can basically derive different things like perseverance, confidence, um, positive attitude, creativity, all kinds of wonderful assets are derived and I, I came up with this interesting method. You know, COVID has been really a struggle for a lot of people. Right. <laughs> and, and when I started with Siemens, I started literally the week that COVID hit and everything got shut down. And, you know, for a lot of people, you go, oh my gosh, you know, what are you going to do? Um, I was pretty much, you know, had to work in a remote space, which was fine. But the one thing that what it has given is it gave a lot of people time. And so at, at, when, I, when I was writing this book, It's an interesting process, but it kind of started with my fiance and I had been split up and we started talking again and we we arranged for a date to actually meet up. And there was about two weeks prior to that date. And I said, you know what, I'm going to write you a poem every day for 10 days. (laughs) And she was like, okay, I'm going to hold you to it. (laughs) And And so I wrote a poem called Oxygen. It's actually the first poem in the book and it's a tribute to her. But I, I wrote a poem every day for 10 days. And we're together, we live together now and, and building a life together. But, but after those 10 days, I, I had so much enjoyment from writing these poems that mm-hmm. I just decided, you know what? I'm gonna keep writing them. And every morning I get up about 4.30 in the morning and I go work out. And at the end of my workout, I usually ride the bike for about 20 or 30 minutes. And during that time, I just kept coming up with all these ideas and I would literally on my iPhone write poems. Uh-huh. <laughs> and so I started pumping out like one, two, or sometimes even three every single week. And, you know, I would just get inspired by certain things uh, from different readers um, that I follow and things I would listen to. And, and after about five months, I, I had 50, 50 of these. And so <laughs> I actually just reached out on, on LinkedIn to some different publishers 
didn't even send a message like, hey, I'm looking to get my book published. It was just, right. I just figured I'll connect with some people. And people saw my writing and I actually had some interest. And that was, and one publisher in particular, Pandalabra, uh, reached out to me and we, we talked and they're like, we'd like to put your book together. And I'm like, fantastic, <laughs> let's do it. That's awesome. And so, so, you know, I guess the message is that even in times where there's a lot of struggle, something really good can come out of it. And so my book kind of came out of COVID and, and, and I, I call them instructional poetry because there's a message within each poem. It has mm -hmm. a start and a finish and um, it, it really is kind of a set of instructions. So I write a lot about positive mindset. I write a lot about the things that we struggle with in life and, mm -hmm. and the reason why you should not run away from them, that you should embrace them. And, uh, and so that's, you know, it, it really kind of coincides with my life story. And that's how the book came about. So I love that you took time during COVID, you know, because, I mean, we all want to say that it was so horrible and such a bad time. And, and don't get me wrong. I mean, there are horrible things that have happened um, mm -hmm. as the result of the pandemic. But I think, you know, you took time and you're like, hey, I, I really like to write and I'm going to challenge myself and my fiance is going to hold me accountable and I'm going to write, you know, every single day. And so you, you did what you said you were going to do, which is I'm going to write. And then you figured out how much you loved it. And, and here you are 10 months later with a book published and going on speaking tours. And I, I think that that's so awesome that you took something that you loved during a time that you had an opportunity to really start thinking about it and made it happen. So go ahead. I know you were going to say no, something. I don't want to yeah, interrupt I, you. Yeah, you know, I, I, the funny part was, is that I, I have always loved speaking and, uh -huh. um, you know, being in, being in sales, I've been to sure. numbers of national sales meetings and heard different speakers. And, and I kind of got that bug inside of me a, a while back that, you know what, I think I'd really love to do this. I think I'd love to be the guy on stage, on stage. telling my story. Uh -huh. and getting the crowd inspired and, and sharing, you know, and, you know, educating, uplifting, inspiring other people. And, and so my initial thought was, well, the best way to be a speaker is just to go out and try and get speaking gigs. Right. And I ended up writing something first, which has actually been even better because it's given me all this material and given me this creative way of putting things together and how I'd want to speak. And, and really, a, you know, a book is really your brochure. And, right. and, and so, you know, it's, it's been funny how that's all, it's all come about, but, uh, but I, you know, I, I feel like regardless of whatever happens in life, you know, you put yourself in, in a spot and you say, you know what, this is what I'm going to do. And I'm going to put myself in that direction. And then you just start moving in it. And it's amazing what'll happen when you make that decision, the right people, the right things will come to you when you, when you really, really believe and believe in it. So so, you know, that's really kind of what I'm all about. And, mm -hmm. and, uh, and you know, my, for, for a first book, <laughs> I actually really like it. It's, uh, you know, I, I actually had a gal in Arizona who bought my book. Uh, a friend of mine, his mother bought it and, and, and got back in touch with me and said, you know what, I carry your book around with me because I love reading these poems. And I, I highlight, I was highlighting things 
I realized I highlighted the whole book. <laughs> and so, <laughs> you know, but, but like, even if you just touch one person, it made me go, you know what, it, that really made my day just to know yeah. that hey, someone, someone bought it, somebody really, you know, was inspired from it, made them feel good. And, and ultimately, you know, that's, that's really the whole point is that, is that you want to be able to uplift people. You know, Absolutely. You be, there's a lot of people who just don't have, you know, they, they go through struggles or things just don't work out. They lose hope. And, and, you know, I think that if you can be an example to say, Hey, if I can do this, you can do it too, you know, and let me show you how. And, and, right. and to me, that's like the most rewarding thing. You know, there's different ways of giving to me. That's one of the best ways to give. I love that you say that because I too find when somebody responds to me and just says, hey, something that you put out really resonated with me and really touched me and it made a difference in my day or my week or the way that I responded to some, you know, just getting that feedback is is enough to keep you going, right? Like you don't, you don't need the millions of dollars and all the notoriety and all that stuff. I mean, if you could just touch one person at a time and make those forward movements, it, it, it makes a difference. It's, it's so inspiring. It's, it, it makes a huge difference. And I think that, I think that, um, you know, a lot of times people do it backwards. They, they want the notoriety and they, they want the money and they want, they do it for those reasons. And, and find that a lot of times it doesn't really come to them. And, and, you know, I learned very early on in my sales career from one of my mentors was, you know, Matt, go out, <laughs> build relationships, do things the right way, do more than what's asked of you, <laughs> go mm -hmm. above and beyond and don't worry about, you know, the commission check right away. Just It'll put come. that, do those things and, and you'll build a foundation and guess what'll happen? The money will come later. And so mm -hmm. I always say like, you know, if you have, you know, figure out what your gift is in life, <laughs> pursue it, and then just give it away and <laughs> give it away. And don't worry about getting anything in return. Just keep giving it away and you'd be amazed at what comes back to you. So it's I been a great it. journey. It's just starting. And, and I am, you know, excited to, to go down this path. I love that you say give it away because I think we're conditioned to protect and not let go of things we feel like this is mine and I need to keep it close to me and I don't want to share it and I've been in that mindset myself multiple times but what I have found is when I release it and I let it go and I share it and I stop worrying about competition or people taking something from me or using it or whatever it, it it makes a huge difference. Like it really comes back to you. And I know one of the things I'm, I'm looking at your website and you talk about the relationship with money and how you attract it to your life and, and, and building relationships, you know, your mentor told you build the relationships, establish that value, and then it will all come back to you, you know, tenfold if you if you give it away yeah I mean don't be afraid to give giving mm -hmm. giving I would say uh, appreciation and gratitude for everything that you have and then just don't be afraid to give there's so many different ways to give too giving with money is fun but right. you know keep it to yourself but the some of the best ways of giving are are just being able to like give a smile you know give somebody some time Mm -hmm. and, 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 you know, it's a it's just, I, I will tell you that I have been incredibly blessed and, 
and I find that the more I give, the more it comes back to me, you know, and it, I it's, couldn't it, agree I'll more. tell you that it's been, <laughs> I, I'm just like anybody else. I've made plenty of mistakes. <laughs> I've, I've been very successful. I've also been at rock bottom mm-hmm. and I've had to work my way back, back up. But, but, you know, you go through those things, you, you learn a lot. And I will tell you that that is the one thing where you were talking about kind of, I think people have a fear of like, oh gosh, if I, if I, if I do this, I'm going to, I'm going to lose something or I have to, you know, there's a scarcity type of effect where Mm -hmm. I've got to protect what I have. And I I truly believe that, you know, each and every one of us is one of a kind, you know, there's something special about you. I guarantee it, you know, that only you have, and, and you were put on this planet to figure out what it is and then give it. And, And so to me, that's when you know that, well, what's there to fear? There's nothing to fear at all. Just do your thing. And don't worry about, you know, don't worry about losing anything because you're not. You're, you're not like, there's nothing to lose. It's all what we tell ourselves in our head. That's the story, you know, like there's really nothing to lose because that object, that event, that circumstance, it just is, it's a neutral thing. And it's the stories we tell ourselves, like, if I, if I give this away, it's going to make me look this way. I mean, those are stories that we're putting in our head and their thoughts. thoughts. Yeah. And so let's, let's go down that path because I know you, you and I talked offline for a few minutes and I said, we got to stop this conversation because we, we need to bring it back online because we need to record it because I'm a I do a ton of research and study and reading and you know diving into the psychology behind marketing because I want to add as much value to my clients and to my audience as possible so I want to make sure that I stay in the know and and keep up with mm-hmm. trends and and everything and so one of the things I'm a huge huge believer in is we are what we think and I have so many examples and I know you do too. So I want you to share some things with me because I know you've had adversity and I know you've had challenges. And so share with me how you came to that conclusion. Yeah, um, absolutely. I mean, so yeah, we become what we think about it. And Earl Nightingale coined that phrase back in 1956. He released an album on Columbia records called the strangest secret in the world. And, um, and, you know, if you really kind of go back and think about it, uh, you know, go through your day and the things that go through your mind, you know, your reality is what you think about all day long. And, and so if you're constantly focusing on why something's not going to work, or, you know, we were talking about, you know, having a fear of losing something, if you're worried about losing something and you think about it all the time, you're probably going to lose something. Right. (laughs) Yeah. and, and it really just comes down to having a positive mindset versus a negative mindset. Um, I developed this very, very early on in, in life. I, I, my, my personal story is I, I, was, uh, I was born in 1972. I had something wrong with my left leg. It wasn't really developing the right way. And, and I was misdiagnosed with MS. I had both legs in casts when I was six months old. And um, between the ages of three and 10, I probably went through a half dozen surgeries Um, It turned out I had a spinal tumor and it was screwing up the nerve signals to my left leg. So after about three spinal surgeries and another three surgeries on my leg, I was finally, I would say cured of it, but it left me with a deformed left leg. And you can basically look at that and go, well, all right, (laughs) 
poor me, what am I going to do? Right. <laughs> I've got this leg. I mean, do you consider yourself disabled? And I never thought of that ever. Um, I grew up in Lake Tahoe, California. My mother got me involved in skiing at a very young age. And I, I just looked at my leg and said, okay, well, this is just the way it is, but mm -hmm. I want to do these things that look so amazing to do, you know, and being a ski racer and a freestyle skier and growing up in that area, I wanted to be not just, a, not, I didn't want to be able to just ski. I wanted to be an amazing skier. And mm -hmm. I, by the time I was in mid, uh, junior high, um, I was an incredibly competitive skier, uh, ranked, you know, just <laughs> actually just did incredibly well. And, and I, I taught myself how to adapt my body to do the things that were required. And right. so when you, I think, you know, being young like that and being able to use your imagination, your creativity, um, it just kind of transcended into other aspects of my life as I got older. I was a, a high school wrestler. Um, I went to DePaul University in Chicago, actually earned a partial track scholarship. <laughs> track. <laughs> right. <laughs> I don't right. like that I have. Um, I, I just figured out, okay, well, this part doesn't work. I'm going to strengthen up other areas of my body to compensate for it. And, and your mind. Exactly. And to and use my mind. brain. Yeah. And so, you know, what, what is that really all about? That's called problem solving, figuring out how to turn an adverse, you know, adversity into what I would, what I like to call assets, um, how to figure something out. And, and when you're faced with that, that's the, really the choice you have. You can either figure it out or you can sit there and do nothing. And I think that's a message, quite honestly, that needs to be shared more. <laughs> I, I couldn't you know? agree with you more. I mean, the fact that this happened to you at such a young age, you know, you're a kid, a child, you know, a little one, and you're thinking, this doesn't even matter because I'm going to ski, I'm going to play sports, I'm going to run, I'm going to jump. Like, you're just a kid. You just want to play like a kid. And so you're not thinking about how is this affecting my, my body? You're just, your body's making up for it because your mind is saying, this is what I want to do. I want to be a competitive skier. I, I want to be on the slopes. I, I'm growing up around this, you know, this environment. And so I think when you have that from a very early age, from a young, young, you know, child, it just grows with you and you just go, well, I don't, I don't really see this as adversity or as holding me back. It really just keeps you going and motivates you uh, to move it, it forward. Does. You know what, what it really does is that it, it gives you, it gave me an ability to go, well, wow, okay. If I can do this, mm -hmm. then I can probably do anything. You know, mm -hmm. I mean, I mean, not to sound, you know, like boisterous or anything, but, but, but in actuality, like, I took that, I took the, you know, those lessons that I learned very young at age, I applied them and I said, well, okay, I want to go to a top-notch business school. I can do that. Whatever mm -hmm. I want to do, it gave me the uh, ability to say, well, whatever I want to do, I can probably go do if I put my mind to it. And, right. And so, you know, that's really kind of what happened. Happened. I decided I wanted to get into medical sales. I was the youngest rep ever hired at Stryker. Um, I, I was 24 years old. <laughs> wow. And, you know, and I spent the last 25 years in the medical device industry still doing it. But, but I, I would say that the, the real, you know, the, the, I guess the, 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 the main key point in all of this is that 
you can do whatever you want to do if you put your mind to it. You know, if you basically set your sights on a goal and you say, you know what, I'm going to do this. And then you don't have to worry about, don't worry about the initial steps at first of what it's going to take. Just make the decision that you're going to do it and start going in that direction. And then you're going to figure it out along the way. And the things that are necessary are going to, are going to come to you. And so I always say that I'm very, very fortunate to have this, what had happened to me as a child. It's one of the best things that ever happened to me because it it allowed me to ingrain this kind of uh, philosophy and, and and mindset at such a young age that it's just, it's helped me throughout my entire life. (laughs) And so, Hey, like we're talking right now, Right. I decided I was going to write a book. <laughs> right, right. I mean, no, I, you know, I love that. You just that. make the decision, I'm going to do it. And then I figured, and you make you it, know, you make it you happen. Make it happen. Okay, so let's, let's talk about, you know, we're, it's January 6th today that we're interviewing. Um, this podcast will probably go live in a couple of weeks, but let's talk about goals because that's one of the things that you mentioned. And I know, you know, come New Year's, I don't personally have New Year's resolutions. I really set goals for the year for the next 365 days of what I want to look like by the end of the year and where I'm starting. So I write a lot of things down. I break it down in quadrants based on business and spirituality and relationships and finance and et cetera, et cetera. But let's talk about goals and and how, how you achieve them because, you know, like, did you start off going, I mean, well, well, let me back up. You started off saying, I'm going to write these poems and then I'm going to write them for 10 days and then I'm going to keep writing them. So let's talk about goals. What, what do you think the best ways are to set goals and, and to attain them? I think having a, having a, having a you know, so you, you can basically, you can have dreams, right? Mm-hmm. But unless you apply action to those dreams, they're nothing more than just dreams. So I think the first, the first thing is, is that you have to determine what it is that you want to do. So whatever that goal is, and then you have to start taking action to actually work in that direction. I will tell you that personally, for me, I have a, what I would call an action plan that I have literally memorized. And I actually repeat it to myself every morning and every night before I go to bed. And I kind of hold myself to it and say, okay, are we on track here? And so, you know, my action plan now is really derived around becoming a professional speaker, Mm -hmm. um, becoming a, you know, a professional, well-known author. You know, it's one thing to have a book published. It's another thing to sell a few million copies of a book. (laughs) And so, you know, my, my long-term, my long-term goals are to basically develop this area of my life. And, and, you know, I want to be a very well-known speaker who is, who's sought after. And, um, and so, I just have, what I like to say is you have to kind of break things down and it's a step-by-step type of process. Um, I spend a lot of time working out. I love to work out. I love to lift weights. I like using those analogies of, um, of lifting weights for goals because this, you know, for me to, to, to do things like squats and to, and to, you know, to do things that other people do in the weight room, it's more challenging for me. I have sure. to figure out ways around. And so... <laughs> I like to say you got to break something down into its components. Mm-hmm. So whatever it is that you're trying to attain, look at it, figure out what you can do, figure out what you can't do, <laughs> and then start putting a plan together to kind of address the, the areas that you have to basically lift up. Um, right. So I'll give you an example. Um, 
doing a squat in the gym for me is pretty difficult to do. I can do it on one leg, but my left leg doesn't give me, give me much, much to work with. Uh I actually had a special brace uh, manufactured for my left leg for when I work out. And I work with a guy who um, is pretty well known in the prosthetic uh, um, marketplace. He works with people from all over the world. And I approached him and said, Hey, I want you you know, I'm not an amputee, but I want you to make something for me. <laughs> uh-huh. I want to be able to do this and I need support on this side. And I worked with him for about six months. And, and I actually, you know, I have a brace that he manufactured for me that I use. And that actually helped kind of bridge the gap for me to basically do some things in the gym that I otherwise uh-huh. wouldn't be able to do. So, you know, I think that when it's, when it's, when you're going after goals, you have to break them down. You got to figure out, you know, what is it going to take for me to get to this step, to this step? And then you just have to start working in the direction. Mm-hmm. And don't worry and you're about gonna get, to... You're going to get thrown off. I mean, you're <laughs> going to get thrown off, right? <laughs> thrown off uh, course. Yeah, well, well, I always like to say that the difference, here's the thing. I, I, I wrote a piece actually recently, and I haven't put it together yet, but it's called, you know, it's called the purpose of opposition. And mm-hmm. so guess what's going to happen as you're pursuing your goals? you're going to run into some opposition. <laughs> right. What do you think? And I like to view opposition as a main ingredient to greatness because when, you know, we, we, there's so many examples of, of people who've, you know, attained greatness in this world. And guess what? They had to go through some, you know, huge obstacles, challenges, some opposition along the way. If you embrace it, if you don't run away from it and then you persevere through it, then you're going to get to the other side and on the other side is going to be success. So I think, you know, the, the, the main thing is, yeah, anticipate that you're going to have setbacks, anticipate that, um, that, you know, you're, you're going to run into some, you know, some, uh, some obstacles along the way, but don't let those derail you from, you know, what you're trying to do. Just realize it's going to happen. <laughs> Uh, the best part about actually obstacles in, in opposition is that you they're learning experiences. Mm-hmm. You're going to gain information from them. <laughs> and so right. if you embrace them, you're going to learn something that's, that's going to, that's going to be useful for you to basically get over the, get over the hump. Well, and it, it's your brain, you're going to learn something because then the next time some similar event happens like that, your brain's going to be able to navigate through that and go, okay, this is what happened last time that I was in this situation and this is how I handled it. And this is, you know, it'll, it'll just embed that new path into your life so that you can, you know, yeah, I mean, carry failure, on. Is, failure is something that we all experience. Um, right. You're going to fail a lot <laughs> and there's nothing wrong with failing. <laughs> yeah. There's nothing yeah. wrong with failing as long as that you make it temporary never consider failure permanent you know if you if you if you make failure permanent well you're that's just going to be you know that's going to be your your end all right there you're never you're not going to progress and you're not going to you know you're not going to move forward but you know when you look at failures as okay this didn't work you know let me come back and and try it a different way or let me take this information and and put it in you know and and put it in a different order here and see if this works and so Mm -hmm. when you when you have that it's it's really like I think it just changes the perspective on, on everything, you know, and you can always look at things from a positive point of view versus a negative point of view. 
No, I, I agree. I was reading or listening to an, uh, a podcast recently, I think, and they were talking about failure. And failure is a very early 19th century term that came into play when you filed bankruptcy. It was like you were at the end of the money. You know, it was, it was, that was considered failure. It didn't mean what the meaning that we put on it today, like I failed in my business or I failed. It, it meant I, I failed because I'm filing bankruptcy. That's literally what it meant. And we take it today to mean so many different things. And we, failure meant the end, the end of the money. And mm -hmm. so if we look at our lives and we go, I failed, that really means that's the end. So it's not the end. It's just a new beginning to a different path. And it's you just have to a just realize that it, it's just something, it. it's something you're going to run into, you know, and regardless, whatever it is you're pursuing, you're going to run into it. You know, how you handle it really determines what your, what your outcome is going to be. And so sure. I, I will tell you, like, you know, I think when you get really, really good at, you know, like in the game of life or the arena of life, you mm -hmm. know, problems really aren't problems, you know, and, and I like to say, I don't really have any problems, you know, I, I right. just have, I, whenever something comes to me that look is initially is a problem, I am always able to see the opportunity uh, that can be derived from it. Right. And, and when you have that type of mindset, it just changes everything. Um, it, does. it takes a while to get there and you have to work at it, you know, but, but I, I think that it's a much better way to go through life. <laughs> I, I don't disagree, Matthew. I mean, I think, you know, you've had adversity and, and challenges, you know, I have myself and, you know, there's millions of people out in the world that obviously face challenges every single day. And I think, you know, just how we've unpacked it over this conversation of it really is how you think about it, how you look at it, how you navigate through it to make it um, a positive growth opportunity for yourself and, and yeah struggle struggle is just one struggle is is life you, you yeah. know you're gonna you're gonna struggle from time to time you're gonna run into things that just don't always work out your way um but you know there's there's so many amazing qualities and uh things that you can derive from it that will sure. basically you know you're gonna gain confidence creativity persistence resilience uh, you know, fortitude from, from uh, being able to, you know, overcome, um, you know, not to mention just, you know, being able to, to have a mindset that where you go, okay, you know, I got this, something yeah. comes your way, and you're not, you know, you're not running away from it. You know, I got, I got news for you. <laughs> if you. If you run away from adversity and try and run away from your problems, they're going to catch up with you. Eventually. They're going to follow you. you know, <laughs> They're going to follow you. You know, I, I always, I always find it interesting with people who say, well, you know what, I'm going to, you know, I'm going to move to this place and start over. And, you know, but if you bring all that baggage with you, you know, basically, you know, you're going to be, it doesn't matter where you move. So you're way better off just, you know, I would say attack it with bigger, you know, like just look at them and go after them. And eventually guess what, you know, they're going to become scared of you. <laughs> Adversity is not no, going to I like love with that. You. Yeah, they won't. It won't. It won't like mm -hmm. dealing with you. It's going to go, oh, wait, not this guy, not this gal. Um, yeah. <laughs> I'm not going to win here. So, yeah. 
Well, um, tell everybody in my audience how to get a hold of you, where Absolutely. they can find your book, where they can find you. And we'll make sure that we drop everything in the show notes. So I just want you to, you know, give you a um, shout out. I appreciate that. Yeah. So, so my website um, is called I, I can motivation. Um, okay. .net. And um, everything on everything on there, you'll, there's a, there are links to my books um, or I should say my first book, Assets of Inspiration, my second book I'm working on right now called Reveal Yourself. Uh, Assets of Inspiration is available on Amazon and Barnes and Noble. Um, and uh, I'd say my website's probably the best way, but I've got links to, to LinkedIn as well as Instagram. I actually post all of my writing. Um, I do, I still do the inspirational poetry. I've probably got over 125 poems actually available and I put them on, I put them on Instagram. I just put them out there and uh I like doing it kind of as, you know, two or three a week. Awesome. Daily inspiration. So, mm-hmm. all right, everyone. I can motivation as well. <laughs> I can motivation. Everybody go follow Matthew, go find him on Instagram. It will all be linked up in the show notes. Thank you so much for sharing your story and a little bit of your time with us today. And I can't wait to go to Instagram and read some of your poems. So thank you. I appreciate it. Thank you so much for having me. I really appreciate it. It's been a pleasure. All right. Thank you, Lisa. What an awesome conversation. Matthew was such a charm to talk to. Thank you guys so much for listening today. If you like what you hear, please rate and review this podcast. Make sure to hit the subscribe button. And please share it with your family and friends. I hope you have a blessed day and I will see you next week.